Welcome to the Creative Land Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Number one, it is 10 o'clock at night, and at some point I got old. So, after yeah. 10, no, after 10 o'clock we get cursed. I've been oh, cursed. I called my friend in London and asked what time it was. And, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess this is test time. There's no moderation. We can curse whenever we want. Please um, let me know if I offend you, and I will gleefully rub my hands together. And if I offend you, you I <laughs> this panel is called Horror as Social Commentary. Yes. Indeed. So, really fast, um, two years ago I sat here and I did this panel. And it was the last panel I did before I left Tusco. And I did 15 cons that year. And every time I leave a con, I have this moment where I sit there and go, What if I don't get to do this again? And my friends made fun of me nonstop for this. They were always like, you're doing another con in like three months. Well, jokes on them, everybody. <laughs> this is my last panel. And I gotta tell you, I'm terrified. Oh, don't be terrified. We love you. <laughs> I, I'm just so scared that it happens again. So oh. please force people to do things correctly so we can keep doing stuff like this. Yes. yes. Amen. Um, with that said, I am James Sabata. Uh, I do a podcast every week on this exact topic. We have different guests. We let them pick the film. Some of our episodes are excellent. Some are a little weird, or we pick movies that we think have way more social commentary than they do. And then we hit things like the rich suck, and then we're like, well, now what are we talking about? (laughs) So I won't guarantee you that every episode is great, but if this interests you, please check out our podcast. Um, With that said, um, I write crazy things like Fat Camp, and the cassowary, which is a creature feature of a giant bird <laughs> destroying people. And uh, chapter 13 is the death of my podcast, podcast co-host. Oh, this man right behind you guys, right? This guy? <laughs> I killed him in this book, too. Uh, chapter 11. <laughs> chapter 11? Thank chapter you. 11. I love how you know the chapter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I asked him to kill me. Yeah, I, I, I literally had people sign up to be killed. So I you might just killed, keep doing I have killed off blast. people in books that volunteered to either be killed or live. And it was up to me. It's very godlike. But no, I, I just wanted to sincerely say it's ten o'clock at night. Thank you guys for even showing up. Yeah. Yes, thank All you. right. Yes. Thank you guys. My name is Tom Deedy. I write horror fiction. Um, my first novel, Haven, won the Bram Stoker Award for first novel. I've written several uh, short story collection novels, novellas. 
just released my first young adult novel this year as well. And very happy to be here. And it's part of the series, so that's oh, why that's I was good. in the last panel. That's good. The series is <laughs> yes. a series of heart. Okay, I'm Diana. This is a post-apocalyptic fiction series that I write with co-writer. I have another one I'm working on still. COVID kind of derailed me for a while, but I'm back on track. It's a urban fantasy, but the reason I'm on this panel is because I run a page called Dreadpunked Equals Gothic Horror on Facebook. When I saw you last, there were like 25,000 followers. Yep. There are now 91,700 wow. nice. followers. Huge. Yes, so that's probably why I'm, because I love horror mm. and mostly not slasher horror. So yep. that's why Dreadpunk gets more Victorian. Polite horror. <laughs> Creepy horror. That is interesting. I've never yeah. heard that term. Yeah, polite horror. Yes, polite <laughs> yes. horror. Well, think of the Adams Family. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. They're polite. This was not like, <laughs> may I murder you? It's not like that kind of polite. No, it's not. Right. Not usually. Right. I love how the Adams Family is like horror related, and yet every Bach family is just like, we are Gomez and Morticia. Yeah. And they're very well rounded. Okay. Sure. <laughs> right. And I am Chris Chavez. I am one half of a podcast called the VSP Neighbor Skeptic Podcast, uh, which we actually did a live show last night. And my <laughs> uh, with my co-host, who's here in the audience as well. And coincidentally enough, our topic last night was some campfire horror tales. So well with this. Um, I'm just an avid fan of horror, so... Yeah, I have loved horror since I first watched mm -hmm. the Saturday Afternoon Horror. Creature yep. Double Feature. Creature yeah. Double Feature. That was my start. Yep. I love that stuff. Well, Chris also just directed the musical Carrie. Carrie the Musical. Oh, oh my god! Oh, that was you! Oh, yeah. oh nice! Next what? That's awesome. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. That is so still awesome. showing? No, it, the last one was on Halloween. Oh, I chose to see fun. Rocky Horror Picture. I mean, <laughs> I don't regret so you have it on the video so that we can watch it? Yes. Uh, uh, not yet, but we, it was recorded. Oh, yeah. oh excellent. <laughs> excellent. Great. I need to follow you now so I can watch it. Yeah. So uh, awesome. we kind of started this um, because my co-host and I, we would do advanced screenings of films, and this is what we would end up doing. We'd, we'd go to Dave & Buster's afterwards and just talk about the social commentary in horror and like people would always listen to us and then we were like oh we should just do a podcast because i'm a white guy and every white guy who's in his 40s automatically gets a podcast <laughs> <laughs> and then my co-host was like i'm black you fucker <laughs> <laughs> that's an actual conversation but uh no um i don't know if you guys have been on twitter but apparently horror just became woke recently and Jordan Peele fixed everything. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. To which I always respond, so it's, it's kind of almost universally accepted that Frankenstein is the first horror book. And I'm like, who wrote that? How's that not fucking political? You know? Like, Written by a female? Yes. And, yep. It is. And about then, there's body feminist autonomy. themes throughout that novel. Body autonomy. But also that was... Life a, without God. But that was... Yes. Also about science. And yes, right. Will it go too far? Mm -hmm. and so that it was, was also the and who is the monster? Right. It was yep. also the doctor was the monster. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Can I also say like it's also a story about parentage apparently because like this is how I feel about the robot thing too. We create it. They're technically our children, 
are we afraid of our children surpassing us? Because literally that's what... Whereas in a human family, you want your children to surpass you. Right. I like most parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have I mentioned my mother? I I was gonna <laughs> you must have met people in my family. <laughs> so we're in the same boat. That's great. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But, no, um, whenever, like, one of my pet peeves is when people say, like, I don't know why such and such movie has to suddenly be political. And I find that it's usually these same people don't mind westerns or they don't mind other well, things. It becomes, how is it not my politics? Right. Yes. And, and, and that works on all levels. Every side of it, people have the same problem. But horror is this this microcosm of what people are afraid yep. of. Always and that has, but, is yep. social commentary. And that's how we escape our everyday own horrors of the real world right. from the 90 minutes that we're in there watching the movie. Exactly. You know? so it re- reflects our horror that's happening in the it, real world. Right. Yeah. It, it's absolutely. It, if you were growing up in the 50s, would you go see a movie about you know, Russians invading and dropping a nuclear bomb. No, no. so let's make the Russians aliens. Or it's the blob. Yes. You know, or it's or it's some other thing that people yep. are afraid of just transforming. Yep, it's a it's a kaiju, it's an alien, it's right. anything else but the worlds, yep. you know. That's yeah. true. Even going back to Dracula, you have the, the fear of xenophobia. Somebody we can't tell if you're different looking at us, but now you're turning other people into people like you instead of what we want right. in our area. Or like invasion of the body snatchers because of the history yes. of immigration. Right. You know, things of that nature. They're here and they're changing us. Oh no. Yeah. I think actually that was partially communism as well. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Absolutely. Fear of communism. Yeah. What I love about horror is it's one of the ones that, one of the genres that really leaves questions in your mind. And the longer that questions are in your mind, your brain keeps working on answers even if you're not actively thinking about something. And so I love that horror can present these questions to you. Like, what, what happens if you lose your sense of self? And your brain will keep thinking about that. And I love that even if you don't agree with the message of the film, maybe you hated Get Out, like, it still leaves these Are you little. Me? What? <laughs> Did you hate Get Out? Did you think that was a shot I, at you? I didn't no. hate it. No, I didn't. But it leaves these no, little things that a... you still think about. Right. Even. And that's what I love. It's it's a way to get messages in in the guise of scary movies. Exactly. But if you look at Good Out, Get Out, or you look at the Lovecrafts. Oh. I know. I read the book. I have not read. I have not seen the series. Oh, I've only seen the series. I didn't even realize it was a book. But oh my gosh! It's so good. It is so good. Are you all about good? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or you go back to Night of the Living Dead. Yes. George Romero having a right. black character. Right. Where, you know, which was a huge blow. It was huge. Yes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Robots. And the underworld will change us. They're going to feed on us. It's also consumerism, mm-hmm. you know. What are they searching for? They're some, searching for something to fill themselves with. Yeah, yeah. Especially the like the Dawn of the Dead, right. the later films were very much we are the towards mall. capitalism <laughs> and consumerism. It's rather than people going into the right. mall and shopping, now the people in the mall are the food. Yes. Yep. They live, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was another. That was a that was a Reaganomics uh, yeah. slam, basically. Yeah. yeah. Capitalism. Yes. 
I don't even like that question, honestly. Like, not against you. I mean, in general. Because when people say this isn't horror, I say, fuck you to somebody it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. anything. Um, I look at rom coms, and I use this example a lot. Without the fear of being alone, a lot of these characters don't make the choices they make. Mm-hmm. So that can be horror to them. Right. Like, a, a random chicken in my house would terrify the hell out of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do not like birds. Uh-huh. So and that's yeah, that's the book. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's why this book. No, that's the um, scariest fucker. It is. Yes. Oh, but Sorry. but like somebody <laughs> else, <laughs> somebody else might walk in and be like, "You're gonna make a king little chicken." I would like, totally. Them up. Yeah. Right yeah. It would be like the chicken out of your house. I would feed the chicken. Oh. <laughs> no, true story. I had a squirrel get in my house, <laughs> and I couldn't find it. It ran upstairs. I o- I opened the front door thinking, all right, it's going to run out. No. Hard right upstairs. No. Couldn't find it. It will go for So I knew it had gone into one bedroom, my bedroom. <laughs> Close the door. Close all the windows. I'm like, it's in here now. somewhere. It's in the <laughs> It was in my closet, like clinging to something. So I'm going through my clothes, and this squirrel literally jumps out at me. I squealed like a little girl, and I hate squirrels now. You guys want to Yes, Tom has left a squirrel in every one of your homes. <laughs> Beware. Uh, I hate them. Don't worry. That's why I always say, too, that horror is completely subjective. You know, because yes. what I find scary, you may not. Right. right. Vice versa. I get bored by slasher things. Well, I call I, it, like, gore-gore. Because it's just right. Like, I, I'm just like, okay, more blood. Oh, yeah. For oh. no reason. For yeah. no reason, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of revenge in like yeah. Halloween, right? Yeah, isn't it Jason in Halloween? No, it's like, oh, okay, man. whatever. Oh, See, listen, I don't want to, I'm not interested in the slashers, I, you but know, it's, it's about revenge because they were bullied and they were going to yeah. stop killing the people who were having sex. Well, is that right? Friday, that's Friday the 13th. Yeah, okay. I agree. All right, see, the I original Halloween is worth a lot. Okay. There's, yes. there's only five people killed, and most of them are off screen. Okay. It, it, it is a slow burn. And it is a great. It's then my I might favorite. like that because yeah. I love the suspense. That's yes. It's when, very when suspense. When there's suspense very building. Great for two or three The last yeah. one. Okay. But the rest don't exist. Okay, I'm in. They don't. <laughs> According to the last one. I like to tell people to watch the third one, but that's me. Well, that, <laughs> that was one of the movies oh, we talked story. about that should have been named something else, and yeah. it would have done much better. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. They had, had that attached to it. Yeah. Because it, their plan was with that was to make some spinoffs, basically, on Halloween. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't. I never knew how that one came about. Yeah. That's yeah. They were basically looking at starting an anthology. Exactly. And and huh. then everyone went. That was terrible, except me. And, <laughs> and and then they went back to. Okay, you're that. Okay. They never expected Halloween to be a hit. That's true. So they had to make like a sequel to that. And then when they didn't make a sequel to that, people lost their minds. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you not make a sequel to a sequel? So so there's going to be a triple. Since Brian, you're talking, I'm going to steal a line from you earlier. Yeah. One of the things I really love about what horror does is it allows us to kind of look at things that we can't otherwise tell. 
And Brian and I absolutely love this film, Spontaneous. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie's so good. I was just telling you about that. But this is a movie about school shootings without being about school shootings. Yep. It is just spontaneous combustion. You go to school. The girl in front of you in class blows the fuck up. <laughs> You're covered in blood. Nobody knows what's happening. People are running through the halls and people are popping. Like, it's amazing. Um, And it allows a conversation. That is so deep. It allows a conversation about something everyone knows about, reads about constantly, our kids are facing every single day. And yet, if you made the same movie with a school shooting, no one wants to watch that shit. Well, that's like going back to the 80s, the slide of Goldblum was was about the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, the so, Jeff Goldblum one was about AIDS, but the earlier one was about science con, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 They're both good, but yeah. And a lot of the earlier slashers, like Texas Chainsaw, See, and I still like that. One of my even though I don't like a science. lot of those were really kind of allegoric human on human <laughs> crime human coming off of like Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the hills have, have eyes. Yeah. Right. They hit. Yeah. Where the humans are the homeless. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what was that one? Deliverance. Yeah. That yes. one scared the crap out of me. That is still yeah. one of the scariest movies. It is. Yeah. I, I guess it's horror. It's horror. I think yeah. it is. I think it's horror. You think everything? Everything's horror. It's horror. It's horror. You think everything? Everything's horror. Yeah. It is horror. Somebody's like, oh my god, he's still talking. I'm not saying. You made the argument that rom coms were horror a minute ago. Well, they could. Because they're so unrealistic. Yeah. Well, they are. But that's why people love them because you know that there will be a happy ending. And that's why I don't like them. I'd rather see like the real like drama that happens in other relationships. Sometimes you just need something that you know how it's going to end. Yeah. And you know there's going to be trouble, and it's like safe. Yeah. Although Carrie has her resolutions, it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the way, yes. Yeah. I mean, I kind of just wish she killed her mom and, like, walked away from I swear. Right? Like, that would have solved the problem. Oh, it would have felt very, very Did you kill the Amy Irving character in yours? Yeah. Thank you! Thank you so much. Oh, my one real gripe about the original movie is I was like, no, she cannot live. Oh, Sue, you mean? Yeah. Oh, no. No! She doesn't die. The musical is very close to the book right. and that it tells the story through flashbacks right. and, and an interrogation on her. So oh, okay, okay, okay. So it has to bookend with her. Okay. All right, all right. I can deal with that. Sorry. Not necessarily a question. Uh, one that I feel would be a good movie to kind of throw into the whole pool of it is, uh, sorry, Father. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I just watched it, like, the other week. And it was... I don't know. Oh, man. You can't really say the premise without giving the whole thing away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. It's, it's about this guy who's life. selling something yeah, that he doesn't... Call center life. Gone <laughs> yeah. in he's selling no. something that he doesn't really know what he's selling. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and... Uh, yeah. Center, like, it's like that movie, the stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. where nobody knows what it is, but it's not what it's not good. And it's, oh, he knows it's not good. He just doesn't know what it is. It's not good. It's like Eleanor. What's her name from the Good Place
Except, can we all agree Ducky should have got the girl at the end of her? Yes, yes, obviously. 100%. Which was the original ending, by the way. They did ruin it. No one wants the appliance named Blaine. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But, uh, no, so horror for me works that way. Yeah. Because I get to test out things that I fear, knowing that I'm. You're perfectly safe. Well, I wouldn't say perfectly safe because I watch him in a theater and I know what happens there. But <laughs> I'm mostly safe and, and I get to experience these things. But I know Jason's not killing me. I know, right. you know, whatever. Like, um, It's like roller coasters. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're mostly going to be okay. Although there have been incidents. Mm-hmm. I call it control There's fear. There's a little danger yeah. there. Yeah, control fear mm-hmm. in, in that, yes. like, you can take yourself out of the situation if you get too scared. Right. You know? Right. You have control. Yeah, you have control over that. Maybe that's why I love it so much. Because real life horror, I mean, I've lived through stuff. I've lived through terrible stuff Mm -hmm. that kids shouldn't have to live through. You know? And so watching horror movies every Saturday afternoon, I knew the monster was going to be there. I knew there was Mm going to be all this stuff. And it's an escape from the real horror. Isn't that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather watch a horror movie than the news any day. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah me too. Ninety-nine percent of the time, I still do like a good rom com at least so often. <laughs> but uh, you know, I make fun of the squirrel. But <laughs> I had an incident with a lizard, and and this is going to control the fear. If I watch lizards outside, I'm perfectly fine with that. I find them fascinating. I'll watch them like crawl on the walls and everything else. This one was sitting on the arm of my couch. And I lost my fucking mind. This thing, probably this big, right? With like a tail. But I, in my mind, Godzilla's broken in. <laughs> so I did what any rational adult would do. Burn the house down. I slid the sliding glass door because he was lined up with it, and I grabbed a lightsaber and I batted him off. The door. <laughs> now, again, I was panicked. You were his horror. 
first story. <laughs> Thank you. Nobody's going to ask why he had a lightsaber there? No. I mean, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but take that, Bosk. <laughs> yeah, really. You don't have a lightsaber. <laughs> no, but I do have a machete signed by Kane Hodder. There you go. It's a little different. But, uh, no, like, what's weird to me is how in an inspected environment, yeah, it's totally fine. I can watch Black Widows crawl on a web. Doesn't bother me at all. My wife freaks the hell out. But if I found one in my house, I mean, yeah, I, I think I would burn it down instead of because if there's one, there's more. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's an envelope. It's not hard. <laughs> you can choose a non-clear cup. A really big one. It bothers you. Yeah. <laughs> I saw arachnophobia. I know it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> they just go to the barn. Yes. And then there's more and more. Yeah. Just start everything on fire. Exactly. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been a friend to the spider. I'm literally like Hagrid in real life. Like everybody's my friend except for centipedes. As previously discussed, <laughs> they can rot in hell. <laughs> For me, it's roaches. I lived in Japan. They have oh. ones that fly. Oh, hell Okay, oh. so I'm laying in bed reading oh, no. with the nightlight. Uh-oh. And Godzilla of roaches is flying towards my face. Oh. No. Nope. I mean, no, that was the worst freeze moment where you're like, this is not I'm happening. a fighter. I'm a fighter. <laughs> I am not a freezer. Oh, she threw a man. Where's the walking She was like, <laughs> No, I knocked it out of the air with my they were readily available. They were not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I had that moment as well. Have you had oh, that, that was moment? my living room lightsaber. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm truly afraid of the snakes. I always have been. I have no idea. If one got in your house, what would you do? I just burn the house down. But that's a great point. Like, I, if I saw a snake out in the desert, who cares? But if I saw one in my house... So it's the invader. Right. The invader is the terror. Right. In the environment yeah. that it shouldn't be in. Right, and right? there are horror movies that have yes. that as that the home invasion movies. Yes. Like, yeah, uh, the strangers. Hey, fear, man. Hey, fear, man. Yes. Revenge and invasion. Crawl. Crawl. The, uh, the alligator is the invader in your house. Yeah. 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 Well, that would just, yeah. I'm not. It's great. It's a, it's a great premise. I love it. Blood and alligators. At least you can see the alligator coming. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> do you guys think that there's an area of social commentary that Same line. You have films like Promising Young Woman, yeah. oh. and uh, I'm 
Let's lucky. Lucky. Lucky, lucky promising young woman. These movies are what women deal with every single day. Lucky is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Yes. You guys have no idea. I have no exactly. I, and I, no, and I can never know. Right. I can I mean, never know either. You you it's like our lives are in caves. <laughs> yeah. I mean we have things we have to do every single day to make sure we stay safe from jerks. And it doesn't stop us from being harassed. I can walk into a Circle K and be looking at a breakfast sandwich, and this is a true story, a man will be like, oh, you must be single. Why? Because I'm looking at a fucking breakfast sandwich? Like, what the... How does two plus two equal eight? Like, can you explain? No, even in my law office, I have nice coworkers. They're perfectly fine. I'm walking a a client to the car and he pinches my ass. Oh. And I'm like, I can't believe Yes! Of all places. Yes. So we can fast track I mean, that I feel like, isn't that, like, isn't that an assault and therefore you can yeah. help defend yourself? And I'm like, what are you like, doing? Please. Don't you ever touch me again. And he's like, well, you had to try. And I'm like, don't you dare do that again. Get out. You know, it's like, what do you do? Oh. It's just ridiculous. The world is ridiculous. There was another movie that hit that topic. Um, I'm going to get the title on maybe A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. kind of flips that and right. the girl is the dangerous, is is the dangerous right. one. Right, so you know how many of us carry guns because we've had stalkers. Right. Well, that's why like like the new kind of fan-made genre that I really enjoy is like the good for her. Yeah. Well, it's there's the right. Well, the revenge of the battered wife series movies, you know. Yeah, but those have actually been around for a long time. They were just frowned upon, like the um, Last House on the Left. Yes, that was seventy-ish. I can't remember what year it was made, but yeah, they've been around and they were just kind of panned as, you know, nobody wants to see this. One where Jennifer Lopez gets all enough. Yeah, and then the one with the double Jeopardy one with yep. Ashley Judd. Yeah. And then there was one with uh, Julia Roberts. Oh my God, that Sleeping one. Sleeping with the Enemy? Was that yeah, Sleeping yes. with the Enemy. Sleeping no. With the enemy. Oh, okay. Or Stupid no. Wedding Ring in the Stupid Toilet. Uh. Girl, <laughs> throw it in the ocean. And it's right <laughs> there. Sorry. <laughs> she still can't let that go. Uh, 30 years angry. later. <laughs> still angry. Alien. 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 Oh Alien. 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 Alien is one of the best badasses in yes. the world. So. I, I love that so much. My mom went to that and said it was the scariest movie she'd ever seen. And oh, like, a lot of people still say that. I don't find it scary. I, don't I found it empowering. Yeah. It was exciting. My, my, dad, my, mom took, my dad took my mom to that. It was just a fun learning trip. And then she would not sleep without the light on for like a month. <laughs> So then, the week after she started sleeping with this light off, my dad comes in, and he's a fighter, so he has his, like, leather jacket, but he's tucked up his hand under his shirt, and so, like, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, she was gone. She jumped out the window and ran, to, she didn't check to see if I was all right. She was like, leave me for dead. <laughs> I love your dad already. Yeah, he's, like, he's a great human. There, there are three... Reactions to being scared. There's flight, freeze, and fight. And I am definitely fight because I will fight back. But I mean, in horror, you don't usually see fight. You do. You do with the revenge, you know, the women revenge ones. Yeah. But not that often. Usually, you see freeze or you see. Like, There's also one more that um, uh, people who have like stuffed up other people, like um, 
a convicts who have like robbed other people at gunpoint, they talk about how they can laugh. Laughter is actually a shock response as yeah. well. Like they will just yeah. laugh. Like, well, they've frozen and now they're laughing. Right. So yeah. They'll laugh. I'd like to come back to something you said um, earlier, Mr. Chavez, yes. um, about queer horror as a queer person. Uh, my understanding was for a long time the social commentary was that queer folks are bad. And well, yeah, because yeah, through right? the 80s it was all caricatures and stereotypes. Right. If you look at Sleepaway Camp, that is a commentary yep. on the transgender community, and it's terrible. It is. Right. And it gives people that idea again. Yeah, that, like, that, 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 why that, that, that silence that, of the lambs? Why is the black guy hiding? Why are the queer people dumb? You know, why is that? I don't know. Sorry, you guys dumb. The one where the doc's supporting Beaver plays a doctor that performs a forced sex change operation. I don't remember that. What? No. Like, he. Okay, she's um, Michelle Rodriguez played an assassin and like dressed as a male for it, wow. and like then this person's sis, like person's sister that he assassinated caught up with him and forced him into did a sex change operation on him. It's called the assignment. Oh, is that wow. what it is? Or revenger. Something. I've never heard of that. Wow. Yeah. Not a hit man becomes a hit woman. Yeah, oh, yeah. but it was like the whole sex change element of it was really like it didn't. It was weird. And I responded, so you've never read Clive Barker then? Yeah. <laughs> who, speaking of queer uh, authors, you know. Exactly. Right. And, and I forget who wrote them. Like, oh, Clive Barker. <laughs> and uh, and so, right. and I mean, the horror community, not, not everybody, but like this huge subset was so angry. Like, well, why don't you bring in a different character if you're going to do that? Why do you got to ruin Pinhead? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, whoa. Pinhead ruin still Pinhead? There. Go Did look you? at the old movies then. Don't watch yeah. the new one. Okay. Right. Like, do you not know who Pinhead is? <laughs> you know? I know. It's, it's so strange to me how, how even something like anything Clive Barker touches, like the, the overall cis, like white male yes. ownership of things, you know? It's so weird. Which, uh, if you look at Hellraiser, it's not exactly the straightest movie in the <laughs> no. world. There is so much homoeroticism in those yes. movies. Or my favorite, and my favorite like, story I, I have was like a Barker's panel. Gay. <laughs> my favorite story of a panel is, um, and you watched this, uh, I think. Um, I was at uh, Phoenix Comic Con, and I was explaining like BDSM like overtones. Of, oh, absolutely. Of Hellraiser to like an eleven-year-old kid who asked a question about <laughs> Hellraiser. Hey, I'm getting. His dad's like sitting right next to him, and I'm like, "Please don't come and like try and fight me after this." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't write like this is what it was. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna sorry. answer the question. He's in the panel. 
Yeah. 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 But I'm I'm friends with the new Hellraiser, like the whole crew, right? The writer director, the and Clyde Barker's part of it, and they have assured me they are not gonna fuck it up. So okay. like, because I I told them if you fuck it up, people will never forgive you for this. So well, there like, are a bunch of men babies who won't. Well, that's fine. But I don't care. Right. <laughs> I will drink their tears. Yeah. Yeah. Drink their tears. Yep. <laughs> exactly. but, yeah. Um, do you see a lot of? a lot of progress in this area in horror or not? Um, I think so. I mean, there's a lot more gay characters, but I think not a lot of things. It's more secondary <laughs> characters. Yeah. Right, but they don't all have to die now. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. Well, Yay! which I was actually, we were discussing this earlier back in the 80s, 70s, it was always a person of color that died first. Right. And, and then it was gay people that died first, you know? Right. So. And to be banished. Yeah. Right. Being so I think there is representation, but I think we're <coughs> definitely for trans characters. But that, there's a lot of that. Yeah. So would you say it's kind of similar to how mental illness has been portrayed? Because for, for I don't know what, 100 years, mental illness was always the bad guy. If you have any sort of mental illness, you're the bad guy in the film, right? And we're, we're or any disability for that matter. Absolutely. And we're, we're moving in the right direction, but everything moves like an iceberg. It does. Yeah. Yes. It does. That's Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Okay, so when the old, old white men start coming off, <laughs> I was just thinking about why. Did anybody else enjoy why the last man, the comic book, not the show, the show? Was great. The premise of it is that all men die at once. Everything with a oh, yeah. yeah white chromosome dies at the exact same time, including all the animals. So how do women go on then? I well, mean, there is one. Everyone will die out anyway. There's one guy. There's one guy that survives. So then everyone will be related after that. <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting series. I highly recommend you read the comic book. Don't cool. watch the show. Please do again. What show? Yeah. I feel like as long as it's Jason Momoa or Channing Tatum, everything will be fine. It was neither of those, so you're right. Nothing was fine. I mean, yeah, it, but it's such a really beautiful premise, too, because it talks about, like, how women would react to such a thing. And also, it goes into, like, what happens when half the population dies? Who's cleaning up the bodies? Like, how? You can't clean up all the bodies. It reminds me of that one by Owen Cain. Sleeping um, Beauties, it's the yes. opposite, though. All the women went to sleep, they, right? They yeah. all went to sleep. Right. Yeah. Last Man, or uh, uh, Children of Men. Which one? Boyd Clay. Uh, no. Play. That was, uh, uh, was a guy who was in Ireland. He had created the, uh, the all, the, all the violence. And, uh, he, his family was killed by a car bomb, so he Developed the virus that went on to kill women, so that's for his revenge. Oof. So, yeah. Oh, wow. so it was just huge. All the women were dying off. Never, never heard of that. Boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's another. This is why I do panels. I get all these great recommendations. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
maybe infection in the cyphermalus. Yeah. Andromeda staring at that would probably. I'm hoping this is the push for mental illness, though. Like, because, I mean, everybody's sort of dealing with it. Like, everybody yeah. gets to see what we deal with. Like, hey, it's my time to shine. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're depressed because of this pandemic? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <Enjoy> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Welcome. We've made a space for you at our table. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Brad, I'd like to talk to you after this panel about a new book series idea. I just had Write it down quick. That's good. There's a lot of different tropes. I wrote a bunch of them now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yes. So... Purge series, yes. mm-hmm. race oh, yeah. relations, politics, disenfranchisement. The Haunt. The Witch was religious fanatics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some, Same some. with the, what's that one uh, with the bonnets? Uh, oh, Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. As well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was even, I, I was, when I was doing research for the panel, yes, I did research for um, Actually, it shows. Oh, By the thank way, you. Great panel. We <laughs> care very much. Yeah, no, awesome. Usually, panel. I don't, but for this one, I do. That um, <laughs> they said Jaws is actually um, a shot at capitalism because they favor oh, yeah, the tourists didn't come over the lives. Oh, right. right. But right. in the same vein, Toronto could be the same. Yeah. 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 True. Right. Yeah. That's a trope, though, isn't it? Where the scientist runs to the mayor, this is a change, yeah, absolutely. Quick. we have to do this, or no, I'm not giving up those tax dollars or whatever. The beaches are open, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Sharknado, though, what's the social media? Oh, <laughs> We're doing it. There you go. <laughs> I feel like that one's also capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just amazing by or, myself. Or what's the one I saw on Amazon the other day, Velasso, Velasso Pastor? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's great, great. What? Film. It's great. <laughs> That's actually the beauty of it. It kills me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's my <laughs> art. <laughs> <you know? laughs> we almost just covered Velocity Pastor, actually. We covered Psycho Gordon. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah all right. But uh, no, we uh, when we did Jaws on our podcast, we had Jonathan Jans on, and that guy just gave like a master class in social commentary. Oh, if sweet. you download none of my other episodes, download that one for John. Hey, I've been on like three episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> see my earlier comment. Uh, uh, no, it was the same when that episode came out. People, it was it was down in Florida somewhere. They were literally arguing over reopening the beaches. <laughs> During COVID, yes. because they needed yes. the tourist dollars, and we were all like, "No, uh, yes. I don't oh, want yeah. to talk about this." Yeah. <laughs> and we were just like, "Did you learn nothing?" Yeah, we were like, we were recording the episode didn't. beforehand. We were just sitting there going, "These fucks." What did you guys? What's that? I think it's called Midnight Mass. Yes. yes. Uh, what did you guys think I just, about I that? I finished it. It's fantastic. So, uh, what is the commentary? So I think it's religious fantasy. Well, I mean, it's about religion. <laughs> it is, yeah. And like the the differing levels that you take mm-hmm. into, and you know how that can be a good or a bad. Yes. And how a person who is so into their oh religion, God, the believes. No, they have to oh. share this it's angelic just, vision. Yeah. 
and growing up in half my family being Pentecostal and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That was really good. It was well done. Yeah, absolutely. Really well it was a very slow build, which I love. I love, I love the slow yeah. build. Yeah. Okay. But I like all this other stuff, like Hanukkah Hill House. Yeah. Yeah, Flanagan is great. Flanagan is great. Absolutely. What was the, what was the social commentary of Hanukkah Hill House? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and also, like, relationships. That's also, family also, like, abuse. In the remake, he was like, oh, this is a sleep study, when in actuality it was another study, so you can also argue it's like scientists. On Mad with power. Mad with power. Can I ask about the Bombadil? Oh, <laughs> oh how he's a queer. How much time yes. do you have? I mean, <laughs> we can talk after, but no. That question is for my friends at home who don't know I'm here. <laughs> um, my main thing with the Bombadil is one of the readings for it is that. The mother has so much grief yeah. that she places it on the child and sure. burns the child. Yeah. Another reading is, is dealing with autism mm -hmm. and, and the overwhelming responsibility of taking care of somebody. Mm -hmm. And the Baba Duke is literally something I could do like three panels on and I would have wow. a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's the short answer. I, I really agree with the, the first one. Yeah. And yeah. placing it on somebody who didn't cause it. Right. And and the trauma for them and yourself in doing so. And I've also heard related to that though that one of the theories too is that it's just a, a solid projection of her her own grief and feeling right. like that. Yeah. Rather than placing it on him, but it's just like her grief taking form and that's what the bottom two feels. Right. Yeah. That's what the theory that I, I go with. And it's an anagram for a bad book. Oh. <laughs> I never thought about that. Interesting. Just that. Interesting. That may or may not have anything to do with it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's an anagram for you guys. So I usually catch those. That's the good thing. So I have a question that will likely get me picked off the panel. Get off the panel. Get out. Yes. So there was a, a Stephen King quote, I think, actually, one of his characters, where one of his writer characters getting berated by a teacher saying, you know, your story doesn't have any any social commentary. Mm -hmm. And he said, like, sometimes a story is just a funny story. Right. So are we sometimes reading too much into these films no. that and seeing things that maybe the 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 writer or producer didn't intend for us? Okay, to be but there? that doesn't matter because there is I, something yeah. there. <laughs> so like I write I write a poem at sixteen that doesn't it's like is fancy and whatever, and my teacher reads it. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm like, what's he saying? Yeah. I was just doing this assignment. Yeah, social commentary. It is. Yeah, it's I, I think that'd be a fascinating horror story. You know, you write a story, everyone else interprets it and takes it way beyond right. anything. Right. It's horrendous to think someone could take something so simple and read. So much into it, and actually change. But it happens. Though. I know. Every time, every time you read, every time you read, it happened to Sutter King. 
Because yeah, the, the thing yeah. is, too, is like yeah. watching, I was discussing this earlier, is watching something for the first time, you don't think about the social commentary. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you go and look it up, and well, then that's what circles it. And on the second time watching it, then you're looking for that stuff. Yeah, right. right. Well, it's kind of like people's interpretations kind of lead you to a certain conclusion. Exactly. And then you start seeing, start seeing it, but it really never was intended. So know? this, this is... It, it, so it changes the paradigms. Right. You're exactly. changing your own paradigm. Cor- I agree with it. Exactly. Or, or all of your fears that you describe, um, like I picture things like when I was growing up, you know, the adults, the responsibility of the adults was to protect your children from certain things, right? Because you want to give them childhoods. And then as, as I've grown older and I've seen this stuff, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I suffered abuse, you know, this, that. so then they bring it out, and then they have these horror stories about all of it, but now it's like, okay, there's no, it's protection versus showing everything, and and then you have all these, these things, traumatic things, right, that you're describing. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of like feeding on itself. Right, but if you and don't that's, that's put those question. things, if you don't put the things out there that are horrifying that have happened to people, then people aren't aware yes. So you have to have I agree. that. There's a place for it. Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking from a parental. My my child, I'm not going to expose them to right. really things at eight years old that they shouldn't see. Right. I mean, I can, you know. But as they get older, there's a certain. I'm not going to stay up all night with them. Yeah, but with our children, we tell them fairy tales, you know, which yeah. have a horror element to them. But Absolutely. They have a but, but they yeah. have a moral. True. But, but also, you teach them about the knight in armor. Yeah. You know, that's here. Like you don't right. You don't want to you don't want a candy coat. It's a tough it's a tough balance. So you want a candy coat concept. You wanna actually protect to a certain point and then let them figure out let what them grow and ask right. questions. Expose them to a little more as they get older. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a weird safe to let thing. them kind of guide you about what they're scared about and what they're not. Yeah. You know. When they're seven you're not gonna the Exorcist, obviously. It's funny because I go back and look at some of these movies, but I remember seeing in the theater it, the movie It's Alive, if anybody knows that, which was a huge social commentary on many things, including birth control and other things. I looked at what year that movie was made. I was like nine when I saw it in the theater. It's about like a killer baby. <laughs> Thinking. Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 Is there a baby zombie? Is there? Is that it? Oh my gosh, that was terrifying to me. So I want to ask one. I'm sorry. I want to answer the last question. Well, I want to give an example of this. Okay. All right. Go for it. What is the social commentary of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Brian, would you like to take this? It's oh, your favorite movie of all time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that one's easy. I mean, it's just like that one has a lot of different social commentary involved with it like that one was like a direct uh relation to like the horrors that they were seeing with vietnam and stuff like that um and then you know there's also like this purveying sort of like feel for the first time of like some really bad shit out there that like you know, like maybe you were a little shielded from, you know, like the, the Manson stuff. family and stuff like, like, you know, yeah. Ed Gein, you know, like yeah. these are real things now, right? This isn't like just a, you know, like a fairy tale that you hear about. So I, I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. 
And the reason I brought that up is when I was doing research, yeah. the social commentary that was thrown out there was that that is a pro vegetarian or vegan I was going to say the same thing because I would, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can make that argument. Sure. Yeah, that's weirdly what trolls do turned into. I guess my question is was that the intent or was that. Just well, a result. Oh, so here's the, here's the point I was trying to make earlier. I know. Um, oh, no, I know. So once you put something, so you're an artist, right? And you put something out into the world, it's not yours anymore, right? Like, you, still, you could have all the intentions in the world of, like, this is what I meant for this movie, and everyone else can take, like, a differing opinion of it, you know? Like, maybe something even way different than you had anticipated. Right. And um, like really yeah, latch on to that, that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, like it's it's one of those things where like, um, once art gets out there, it's not just yours anymore. Yeah. So like you, you can have either, to be okay with that. Ride the train and enjoy him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I love that Jordan Peele does. Yeah. And he never says yes or no. Right. So he never because has to your own back it up later. Yeah. Right. But uh, going back to your question, my answer is that everything we make is influenced by our core beliefs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, your your social commentary is going to come through whether you like it or not. And trying to get rid of it, as some authors do, is also political. And that's not getting rid of it. Shining a very bright light on it, but um, your own beliefs are going to influence who's the hero, who's the villain, who's the love interest. Is there a love interest? Uh, like, is the main character asexual? Is the main character whatever? And everything that you believe, no matter if your character believes what you believe, your beliefs will still influence the art. Yeah, and there's yes. nothing you can do about it so. because it's how we view the world. It's like we are creatures all in ourselves with our own little world, and we try to share some of it, but it's all going to still be us. Yeah. And people will take it the way they take it. In my mind, it's going to be back to the old adage, art imitating life or life imitating art. Yeah. It's, it's, it's both. Circular, it's both. Yeah. yeah. How can you get Right, because far movies changed me. You know? Because it'll live far beyond us, and future generations are going to interpret it a whole different way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no. Right, so Gulliver's Travels was commentary yeah. on the political system at the time. Yeah. And now we just look at it as this fun, you know, Lily Pruitt and Trump Dagny, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it was social commentary right. at the time. So. The thing about social media, that just the flux. All the all the media, all the information is available to us now. Early 1900s, not so much. It wasn't available so much, right? You could make an argument that was happening in mass murders around then as now. Percentage-wise, we, we don't we don't know that for sure. Have you heard well, of how much of it? How yeah. much of it because we have structures that create more? I, I just don't know right. the answer, and that that's a that's kind of a cool thing to keep thinking about. I think it's cool that we can look at things that were made hundreds of years ago and kind of get into that world a little mm-hmm. bit. To see what they're talking to from, yeah, from back then. From back then. Yeah, yeah, and how does it fit for now? And how does it fit for today? Frankenstein is still a valid 
to be made. You are showing where the money will go. And I said it in another panel, but Jurassic Park 42 doesn't need your ticket sales. Halloween <laughs> what? That's absolutely right. Halloween what number are we at? 15? I don't know. Kills? Kills? Ends? Yeah, we're in kills. Ends should be in quotes. Ends should be in quotes. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> I know I'm ridiculous, but I didn't have any visitors on Halloween, so you guys get all the stuff. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Thank you for a truly amazing panel. Yeah, this is one of the best panels I've ever seen at Tuscon. Oh, I don't even you. like horror that much, and then I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get on some of this. <laughs> it's really great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.